ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I want to preach in your hearing the prayer that God will refuse to answer for every child of God. <clears throat> for good reason, of course. Part 12, Praying Through the Bible, message number 502, Wednesday night number 502 in this series. Taking every passage in the Bible connected to prayer. So turn in your Bibles, please stand if you can, even those of you who are at home watching on Black Christian News, those of you who are watching on Daniel White III, those of you who are watching on Gospel Lighthouse of Prayer, those of you who are watching on Gospel Light Society, those of you who are watching on Facebook, Gospel Light Society Facebook, Black Christian News Facebook. Or Daniel White the Third Facebook, wherever you might be. Take heed to the Word of God. Listen carefully and take heed. Please turn in your Bibles to Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verses seven through ten. And lest I should be exalted above measure. Through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, three times, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, that is, God said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Did you get that? If you want the power of Christ to rest upon you, understand that you will have some infirmities in your life, some necessities in your life. Things are not going to go well all of the time, prosperity gospel people. Uh, you're going to have, pardon me, some tribulations. You're going to have some troubles. You're going to have some trials. God's going to take you through some things and allow you to go through some things so that His power to live holy and to preach holy and to witness holy is upon you. Therefore, I take pleasure, Paul said. These are very powerful words, well chosen, of course, by the power of the Holy Ghost through Paul. I take pleasure in infirmities, weaknesses, sicknesses, troubles. And this is something that only saved people can understand when you take pleasure in persecutions and you take pleasure in pain, you take pleasure in uh, infirmities and problems and troubles, tribulations and trials, only saved people can understand what Paul is saying here. And you, you probably have to be uh, on up there in years with the Lord to understand this. 
reproaches. You can tell Paul was an educated man. We don't even use some of these words today as educated as we're supposed to be. Paul will, and, and Job and Moses, they'll send you to the dictionary right quick. And by the way, Spurgeon will too. I believe Spurgeon used some words he made up. He just made up some words. <laughs> I've never heard some of the words Spurgeon be using. Reproaches in necessities. I rejoice in these things. I take pleasure in these things. Persecutions. Uh, you almost can get an attitude, bring it on. Not, not, from, not towards God, but from the devil and from evil family members. Judas is in the family. Judas is in the world. You, you, you can almost adopt an attitude, bring it on. I'm going to rejoice in it. I'm going to wear it as a badge of honor. Uh, I'm going to take pleasure in it. While you are trying to hurt me, you're going to make me laugh. Distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy, your prayer answering power, your miracle working power. I praise you, Holy Father God, and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word, and for all of the millions, the many, and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you tonight for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Down through the years. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for the miracle that you worked on yesterday, another miracle that you have worked in answer to prayer. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for what you're doing. And for Jesus Christ's sake, for those of us who are saved by your grace. Over there in the corner. Over there in the corner. Holy Father God, thank you for reminding me of that while praying and for Jesus Christ's sake, for those of us who are saved by your grace, please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. Crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us. And fill us, Lord, afresh and anew with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Put a God in our hearts, our minds, our tongues, our attitudes, and our temperaments that we will not sin against you tonight, this morning, 
uh, at any time throughout this day. And uh, deliver us, Lord, today from temptation, evil, and sin. Put a guard in our hearts, our minds, our tongues, our attitudes, and our temperaments that we would not sin against you. Lord, uh, grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Help us never to forget that. Remind us constantly and uh, Holy Father God, help us, those of us who are saved by your mercy and by your grace, to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins. And to get back to you, our first love, Lord, help help many of us, all of us, who name the name of Christ to do that. At the same time, I pray, Lord, for the salvation of people who are in the church and think they're saved, but they're not, including my wife, Marika White, her mother, her siblings, her aunts, and my mother and my siblings and other family members. I have your Holy Ghost to not give these people rest, from conviction of their sins in need of salvation, open their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears and their blinded religious eyes, uh, tinted glasses, and help them to believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ, in a real sense, help them to see the need to turn from religion and to turn to you, Lord Jesus Christ before they die and go to hell, thinking that they're saved. And Holy Father God, we pray, uh, Lord, for my mother and my siblings and all of our family members and relatives, and uh, I pray for all of the families gathering around tonight, all of the families in this country and around the globe who have family members who are in church but lost. And Lord God in heaven, I pray, Lord, tonight, uh, thank you for leading me to pray and to carry myself in the way that you led me to pray throughout the day, uh, knowing that the devil will work mightily, even through Marika White, who has evidently no power to stop the devil in her life. And, and no matter how many wonderful and good things happen, she is still vulnerable to Satan using her to try to hinder the ministry and uh, the work that you've called me to do, uh, which is the most important thing we do and have been doing for uh, the past 35 years. Um, married, and before that, in my case, 43 years. And she has never been successful in stopping the ministry or hindering the ministry, even though the devil through her has tried. And Lord, it seems like to me she would give up on that. But Holy Father God, thank you for bringing me through, through prayer. And I pray that you would save her soul and make her into a new creature. I pray for the salvation of the lost the revival of the saved, the healing of the sick, the comfort of the grieving and the mourning. Holy Father God, thank you for warning me of plots and demonic plans against me, against the ministry. I pray that you will continue to uh, destroy them and thwart them and stop them, uh, short-circuit them, do Lord, whatever you need to do to block it for there's no reason for anybody to be mad at a preacher who's uh, sacrificing in his life by your grace to preach the gospel each and every day and to preach your holy word. Family, friends, or foes, nobody should be that way. Uh, but they are out there 
So Holy Father God, I pray uh, tonight, I pray that you will uh, lift all of my burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears. And uh, I pray also that, and I thank you so much for giving to me what you gave to Paul, the very interesting ability to take pleasure in painful situations, uh, to take pleasure in difficult situations and to do without having the very necessities and not having the various necessities, rather, uh, infirmities, sicknesses, weaknesses, struggles, trials, tribulations, troubles, uh, persecutions, coming from the strangest places. And so, Holy Father God, thank you for that, and I pray that you would continue to do that in my life and in the lives of other Christians. At the same time, Lord, I do pray that you would deliver us all from spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, troubles and difficulties that we're facing. In my family and in the families of thousands around the world, and some who are facing worse uh, situations. And Lord God in heaven, I pray that you would provide miraculously for the migrants. And Holy Father God all around the world. For their, your creation as well, help us to do what we can and help us to do our part uh, to help them. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would deliver each and every one of us who name the name of Christ and who are saved from all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, troubles, and difficulties. Deliver us from all distresses and afflictions Deliver us, Lord, from all infirmities, persecutions, necessities. Deliver us, Holy Father God, from, from all tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations, tests and tensions, and from our enemy, the devil, and his demons and his hosts tonight. Lord, uh, help us never to drop our God. Help us to remain sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name, name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would bless and protect our family, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us tonight the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ. And make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. And, uh, Holy Father God, thank you for allowing things to be as well as they are. Thank you, Holy Father God, for remembering mercy love and grace while chastising us, rebuking us, and punishing us. Holy Father God, continue to do the mighty work that you need to do in all of our lives. Break us, make us, and mold us to be those of us who are saved what you would have us to, to be. Do the same in the lives of those who are lost, religious and lost particularly, Help them to humble themselves, including my wife, Marika White, to believe in you for real and to become a new creature in Christ and to repent of their sins and to start going on that road where they will begin to hate sin in their lives and hate sin, period, and like you do. And so, Holy Father God, 
Have everything we do and say tonight to be done for your glory, your praise, and your honor, for the glory, praise, and honor of the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Son, and our Savior. Grant me your energy, strength, unction, and anointing, freedom, and liberty, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your holy gospel, to preach your holy word. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, here's what we can learn. Let me see the lines. Here's what we can learn from Paul's prayer to remove the thorn in his flesh and God's denial of his request. By the way, have you ever prayed about something that you thought would be in God's will to remove and he never removed it? He never got you out of it? Tell the truth and shame the devil. God's grace and strength is sufficient for us in trouble, trials, tribulations, necessities, yes. There has been times, or rather there have been times, there are times and there will be times when you will have necessities. I mean, problems with getting necessities. People all over the country are in need of necessities right now and they are having a problem getting them. Secular people and Christian people. I don't know if you saw it, but I saw it, and it's amazing how we can see things and just go on to the next story. A young black lady in her car, probably never experiencing such a situation in her life, couldn't have been no more than 21, 22, age of your daughter and my daughter. Uh, she was, she got stuck in the blizzard up in Buffalo, I believe. And at first she, you know, thought it was kind of interesting and shared some pictures uh, with her family and so forth and so on. They found her dead. And as the snow thaws, many more they fear they will find dead. She needed some necessary help <clears throat> that evening. Probably didn't know that if you keep the car running, you can die that way. I believe everybody at some point in their lives are going to experience needing something and can't get it, especially the people of God. Dr. Warren Rusby said it was a message of strengthening grace. God permits us to become weak, allows us to become weak so that we might receive his strength. Now that is mind-boggling, but I know that is true. See, we would think that God would keep us strong so that we can be strong. But 
God's thoughts are not our thoughts. His thoughts are higher than ours. And you must remember that according to the book of Proverbs, the main sin that God hates is pride in man. And it could be because of what Satan did, what Lucifer did when he got lifted up in pride and tried to take over heaven, which caused a disruption and a problem to this day. Because you must truly understand that free moral agency in the creatures of God is real. It's real. It's really real. Okay? It's real. So much so you can go to hell with it. You can choose to go to hell with it. Knowingly or not knowingly. But it's your choice. See? And God knoweth that we have a tendency to get proud when everything is going well. When we don't have infirmities. When we do not uh, have uh, people, and I hate to say this, passing gas in church and trying to act like they didn't do it. So whoever is passing gas right now in this church is only, and we all know who's here. It's not me. It's somebody else. Never, never, right here. Never, never, never pass gas in church. But back to a more important point, people who have tribulations and troubles and trials, the prosperity gospel people say, Everything ought to be going well for you and wonderful for you all of the time. That doesn't line up with God's theology. That does not line up with this passage. When, when you're saying, prosperity gospel people, everything ought to be perfect for you, everything ought to be wonderful for your family and great, and fine and dandy in every area of your life. You're a liar. Your feet ain't made in your hot pumps peanut butter. Even uh, Michelle Obama says she was mad. No, no, no. She said she was mad. She said, I hated my husband for 10 years. Now, you say, now, you, now preacher, how do you respond to that? I, here's how I respond to it. She's more honest than most Christian people who have ended up killing their husbands or killing their wives and killing their children and the dog because they kept it in as little liars, demonic liars, male and female, because they got caught up in the prosperity gospel and everything's supposed to be wonderful and dandy for you and you're b both headed towards the divorce court, but you don't, you don't act like it in church because you're not supposed to act like it. Everybody's supposed to think you got it going on, including pastors, and pastor's wife, you hypocrites. That's not the Christian life. You're a liar. Your feet ain't made. And your heart pumps peanut butter. Dr. Warren Wordsby says this is a continuous process. My power is being made perfect in your weakness. Deal with it. Everybody who names the name of Christ, deal with it. Stop getting frustrated about it because you're trying to impress other people who don't care anything for you. 
Have you found out that nobody cares about what kind of car you drive? Nobody. Nobody wants the gift that you're going to give them. They're at the store right now returning it. What, what, what a fraud is that? What kind of stupidity is that? To give people gifts that, that they return. That's worse than Indian giving to me. That's a, that's a scam. That's, that's, that's wicked. Some of you people are trying to impress people and trying to keep up with people, lying and going through hell and everything else and being gaslit and manipulated and controlled and trying to keep, uh, be included in certain groups and trying to be accepted with people who don't give a doggone about you. They don't care anything about you other than using you for what they want from you. Then you end up becoming depressed and defeated after they dump you and kick you out of their club and out of their church and out of their little uh, coffee gathering and they look at you strange when you come in. Uh, they make sure you leave first so they can look at you strange when you go out. You, never, you're not, you have never been content with the love from the Lord or from your original family. You always want somebody else's who does not care anything for you. You pay them for their love. And you don't do anything for the people who, uh, uh, the one person who does love you. And you really think you're doing something. All you're doing is spinning your wheels. trying to look strong and trying to be tough and trying to uh, be strong in your own non-strength. You don't have any strength. The only somebody who has the power and the strength is God. You don't believe that? Keep on going running out into the street facing corona, the coronavirus plague, the flu plague, the RSV plague, there's another plague, and monkeypox plague all at once, and see how strong you are. And let me tell you something. Thank God I've never had the coronavirus plague. But let me tell you something. He'll take you out of here. I know that. In a hurry. Quick like and in a hurry. Uh, are you strong now? No, at that point, you need God. I've never seen a disease that requires all kinds of pipes and wires and cords and everything else coming out of, out of a human being in my life. I've never seen it. And, and I, I, I would abhor that. And why God has uh, protected me from it, and I've never had any shots. And other people who have had the shot, they got it two or three times. I don't want you to give me a shot that I'm going to get it anyway. That's crazy to me. Strength that knows itself to be strength is actually weakness. Nobody's really strong. I'm going to practice some willpower over this sin and over this temptation. That's... You can do that all you want to. If God does not show up, you're going down. If God does not show up, you're going down. Right flat on your face. God will allow it to show you that you need him. And I don't know why you don't understand that when he had to raise you from the dead. You were dead in trespasses and sins. When I was lost, I was really lost. I, I didn't even know there was a hell. I didn't know I was going to hell. All I was caught up in is my sin and dead, dead in trespasses and sins and loving it. Going for the gusto in sin. Going for the gold medal of sin. 
Man loved it. I had no trepidation about sinning. I never was concerned about anybody's uh, trying, trying to keep me from sinning. I thought you were crazy if you were not sinning and running those women and, and partying. Man, flashlight, cool in the game. Huh? The eyes of the brothers. Man, I, what? There, there was no other music. The emotions? Who? That's what I had in my car. That's all I could hear. It's amazing that I didn't get killed. I had no concern about doing right. I was doing wrong too strong. But weakness that knows itself to be weakness is actually strength. When you humble down and admit that you're weak, that you can't do it, religious people in church who are trying to be saved. Not until you come to the end of yourself and accept the fact that you cannot save yourself, that you're too weak that you need a savior to not only save you but but watch this live through you see that's that's what proud people don't want to deal with they don't want to admit they they can't get their head around that that christ is going to save me and and then live live through me too yeah like uh, I, I, I might as well be dead. Exactly. Precisely. That's what you need to be. <laughs> and God will help you to understand that after a while by and by. Just like Jesus Christ was crucified, you've got to be crucified. And let Christ live through you, the resurrected one. Your marriage on the rocks is probably because you're not saved or the other party is not saved, the spouse is not saved. Neither one of you are saved, you're just religious. Do you know there are people who love people more than they love God? That's a danger, by the way. It's a, very, it's a dangerous situation. Some people love church because they love the people being around the people in the church. They don't love Christ. They don't love God. Most religious lost people are that way. They like the feeling of church and the feeling of having a friend in church in the small group so that they can low, uh, dump all of their sorrows and marital problems and everything. But they can't wait to get to the small group and get away from their ball and chain wife, uh, ball and chain husband. They, they, in fact, they, they brighten up when they get around other people. They become addicted to the people in the church instead of addicted to Christ. The Bible talks about how that the saints were addicted to the Lord and to his ministry. It's a very dangerous thing to get addicted to people and how they make you feel and what they say to you uh, more than Christ and God dangerous man so many people uh, lives are messed up that way because of that in the Christian life we get many of our blessings through transformation not substitution allow me to say that again because that's, that we're getting ready to get deep here and I'm thinking about holding off on that until next week in the Christian life we get many of our blessings through transformation, not substitution. When Paul prayed three times for the removal of his pain, he was asking God for a substitution in reality. Give me health instead of this blindness. Give me uh, health instead of this sickness. Give me sight instead of this blindness. Allow me to walk straight instead of walking crooked and using a wheelchair or a crutch. Deliverance instead of pain. Deliverance completely to be strong instead of weakness. And we are, many of us are that way today. We wanted to, we wanted 
to be gone. Oh yes, very strong in that. We want it to be gone, man. We want it to be gone. Why this pain? Why uh, these infirmities? Why this sickness? Why do I have to take this medication? Why do I have to go to the hospital? Why do I have to go see the doctor? Sometimes God does meet the need by substitution if he chooses to. He can do it because God can do anything but fail. Now, now, before you start doubting God, just go back to your little Google world thing and get that shot from the moon of the earth hanging on nothing. The bluish, greenish, whitish earth. And that ought to kind of shock you back into reality. God can do anything. Okay, so don't you worry about that. You can't do anything. And sometimes you just need to trust in the Lord. All of the time you need to trust in the Lord. Jesus Christ said, have faith in God. If God can create the universe and create you and put you on the earth, on a ball where you can't fall, then God can do anything. All things are possible with God. That's a fact. But other times, the Lord meets the need by transformation. God wants you to change. Change your mentality about things. Accept some things. How about that? Accept your limitations. Accept your weaknesses. Accept your trials. Accept your persecution. He already warned you about it. Why are you acting all shocked and surprised now that it's happening? Accept your reproaches. Accept the fact that people do not think as highly of you as you want them to think or as you think they should. Still, I mentioned the young black man. I don't know where he got it from. Maybe he's a Christian. I don't know. Uh, a, a, a white woman got up in his face and started hollering at him and screaming at him. I don't, and they called them Karens. I don't call them Karens. That's, a, that's, that's an affront to all of the good Karens. I know some good Karens out there. But, you know, people just make up stuff. Make their names. Make, <laughs> People are something, boy, human beings can just corner phrase and corner name real quick, and that's it. If I was a good Karen, I would, I would change my name. And he stood his ground. He didn't even look at her. He kept on looking at the game. It was his first time at a pro game, I think, and he said, I'm not going to do mess my stuff. You know, we need more people like that right there. And, and, and thank God for the white husband who went over there and put a heavy hand on her shoulder. Go, go, Are you drunk? What's, what is the problem? Leave that man alone. Thank God for him stepping in. Thank God the young black man didn't push the woman. See, that, that would have been a problem. Some things you just need to accept. Let, let me tell you, let me say something to black folk. Okay? People are going to mistreat you because you're black. Get over it. Huh? You can fight and bomb things and, 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 and tear down buildings, burn down buildings, all you want to. All you want to do is go to jail with your black self. Huh? I don't, I, I don't care anything about that. Learn how to accept prejudice. Learn how to accept Racism is a reality. And most of the people who do it, if not all of them, are ignorant. Jews, same thing. You do what you can legally to, 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 to limit it and try to uh, stop it, but you don't need to be getting all caught up in fussing and defending yourself and all of that. How many of you know people who like to defend themselves? They just can't rest. You know, you know, most marriages, 
that fail, have somebody in the marriage like that. Instead of shutting up, they always got to get the last word. They always got to defend themselves even though they're wrong. They always have to say something, or mumble something, or blow, or roll their eyes. They, they got to get it in. They got to get that lick in. That's nothing but pride, wickedness, stubbornness, foolishness, a lack of salvation. Sometimes in life you just let it go and go on. I've done it many times. It shows, it shows that you're more mature than the people, people who are constantly trying to cause you a problem. I like how, and I, I advise them to do this. Because I believe Harry and Meghan are lightweights big time. I believe President Obama believes the same thing. He's in that group of people that you would think would want to be around. They don't want to be bothered. Michelle don't want to be bothered with those people. Oprah is trying, we're trying to get them to get all involved with them. And, and so they don't want to be, they don't want to be bothered with people like that who talk stupid like that against their own grandmother. And father and, and and king father as well, because that's not how they treated them when they went over the the queen. And everybody treated them with the utmost respect. The Obamas even got a, got uh, away with touching the queen. Sometimes you realize that some people are just they they may be all of this and all of that inside of people, but they're just down home people. And so, ladies and gentlemen, by the grace of God, I'll pick it up here next week if the Lord should tarry his coming. And uh, um, above that statement, transformation statement. And uh, so let's pray at this time. Pray for others as well. Holy Father God, Help us to be like George Mueller, your servant, and to pray for lost people and pray for their salvation until they get saved or until uh, the prayer dies, like George Mueller prayed for five people. Three got saved in his lifetime, and I believe the other two got saved after he died. And so, Holy Father God, we pray tonight for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving and the mourning. Help us, Holy Father God, to remember uh, what we have heard here tonight, that oftentimes you want transformation instead of a substitution or appeal that can ease the pain temporarily. But you want a permanent solution in our lives. You want us to be broken, broken before you, humble before you, and stay humble before you. And so thank you, Lord, for this amazing deep passage that is speaking to our hearts tonight and help us to learn how to accept things as they are, and be transformed by those negative things, negative people, neg negative family members, negative re reversals, necessities, persecutions, tribulations, trials, and Lord help us to remember Job and how you dealt with him and how you tested him. Help us to remember Job. We have an advantage over Job. We have his life. And what an amazing life it is and was to us now. Help us by your grace to uh, maintain our integrity with humility. By your grace and with your strength and not ours. I pray now for the salvation of the lost and for the revival of the saved. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen.
Now, dear friend of mine, if you're with us tonight, your first prayer, your first real prayer needs to be uh, the sinner's prayer. But before you pray the sinner's prayer for your own soul's salvation, understand, my dear friend, that you are a sinner. You are a wicked, evil, ungodly sinner as I am. I know you're saying, well, I don't think I'm that bad. We're all bad, for the Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. <clears throat> Sin is falling short of God's perfection, God's holiness, God's glory. And we all have fallen short by lying, by breaking his Ten Commandments, by lying, by stealing, by lusting in our hearts after people and things, coveting in our hearts after people and things, disobeying and dishonoring our parents, disobeying and dishonoring God Almighty by taking his name in vain and lying on God to cover ourselves. That's a shameful thing. And continue in lying, continuing in lying on God and perpetuating the lie against God, on God, by not correcting it, not confessing it as a lie. Adultery, having sex outside of marriage, homosexuality, Whatever the sin is, it will cause you to die and go to hell if you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible also says the wages of sin is death. And that means that we're all going to die. This is a very serious matter. If you ever wondered why people have to die, why do you have to die? It is because of your sin, your sinful nature, and your sinful choices. The wages of sin is death. It is a punishment. There's nothing good about death. It is a curse. It's part of the curse. The Bible says, it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. You need to be concerned about what comes after death. You're going to stand before a judgment seat. And everything you've ever done, everything you've ever thought, every word, thought, or deed, you will be shown. And the Bible will be there to show where you violated God's word. And hell is a very real place. So much so, Jesus Christ preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than he did, uh, than, than rather any of the prophets or any of the apostles in the Bible. And he preached more on hell than most preachers living today. Hell is a very real place. And so you need to take heed to what Jesus Christ said when he said the most loving words, the most magnificent words, and the most important words ever said in the history of the world. When he said, for God so loved the world, that includes you because you're in this world, that whosoever, that word whosoever means anybody at any time, put your name there. For God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him, that you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And all you have to do to get saved is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Call on his name in prayer, for the Bible says, For whosoever, there's that word again, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? 
saved from hell. Saved to heaven. Yes, it is as simple as that. Church membership cannot save you. Giving money to the church cannot save you. You don't have enough money. Working in the church cannot save you. You don't have enough time. Getting baptized cannot save you. You'll just go down, if you're not saved, you'll go down as a wet sinner, uh, go down as a dry sinner, and come up as a wet sinner. Still lost. I did that, by the way. I had to get baptized all over again when I truly got saved, and I thank God my pastor, my first real pastor, helped me to understand that. So, dear friend, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved. None of these other things can save you. Only faith and belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Follow me in prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I have fallen short of your glory. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon me. Please forgive me of all of my sins. <clears throat> that I have committed against you. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, by faith, I believe in you. Please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins. Help me to change. Help me to turn from my wicked ways and uh, help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you prayed the sinner's prayer with me and you meant it, and you were sincere, according to God's word, according to Jesus Christ himself, God's Son, you are now saved from hell, from the power of your sins, and you are, you are saved and on your way to heaven by the grace of God and by the mercy of God. And so, dear friends, may I say to you congratulations. And may I say to you that you need to grow in the faith, and here's how you do that. Go to gospellightsociety.com and click on the book titled What to Do After You Have Entered Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And you have just entered in that door by believing in Jesus Christ. And the points in that book will give you the next steps of what you ought to do as a new born-again Christian. Follow those steps 
and God will help you on your way because it's all based upon the Bible. The Bible is in the book. And uh, God will help you to grow into a strong Christian disciple. At the bottom of the front of the site of uh, Gospel Light Society, you will see podcasts. And if you hit the bottom line, it will lead you to thousands of other podcasts dealing with biblical subjects and Bible studies and devotionals and prayer and everything else. Nearly 50 different subjects that will help you to grow in your faith and in your life. From that same website, you can email me, email us, and let us know that you got saved and uh, so that we can rejoice with you. Send in your prayer requests, ask questions, and uh, uh, we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. <laughs>